Barrick Polson, LLP, is pleased to present today's cross-cultural talk program on Chin Radio. Barrick Polson, LLP. Practical legal services with no surprises. 236-0939. Hello, welcome to the program. This is Chin, and it's our cross-cultural talk show with uh, Ernie Tennis, my uh, regular co-host, and I also have uh, Salma Siddiqui with us as well. And we're going to the telephone, too, because uh, we are going to be chatting with a, uh, a very special lady that uh, is going to be contributing to the first, uh, at least the first half of our program. And uh, I'm going to have Ernie tell us a little bit about who it is we are uh, going to be chatting with, Ernie. Thank you very much, and welcome to the 68th show of Alternative Dispute Resolution. And in the studio with us is Selma Siddiqui. Um, and I was saying the other day that we had a few guests who have been here a few times, and I think uh, Selma is now leading the pack. I think this is, according to my records, this is her uh, fourth show. Selma, welcome again to uh, Chin Radio 97.9. You're a great supporter and give a lot to the community and to our listeners. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me back. Before we go any further, (laughs) congratulations congratulations to you, uh, Selma, because uh, you were were awarded... uh, entrepreneur of the the year last night in the the, the what, what was it the women it's the YM, YWCA Women of Distinction Annual Award and she won in the category of entrepreneurial community service I believe that's okay. true I'm uh, I'm attempting to make a phone call here I lost if you guys just don't mind just carry on without no me no problem here. no listen let me uh, let me talk about um, in Selma's background she's uh, with CBO Travel uh, Managing Director it stands for Community Based Organization which it segues into who Selma is. She's a community person. She, as, as part of the Circle of Canadians, circleofcanadians.ca, believes that as Canadian citizens, we serve all the cultures, all the communities, and not just identify just one or the other, but we're one uh, one family. And we it's thanks to Selma Siddiqui who, that we have our guest from Toronto, Arlene Pearly Ray, on the phone. Yes, we do. Hello, Arlene. Hello, how are you, Ernie? <laughs> Welcome, Arlene. And we were just... Uh, Introducing the 68th show of Alternative Dispute Resolution. We're honored to have you here by phone from Toronto. Thanks to Selma's connection with you and talking a little bit about her background. I don't know if you heard, Arlene, but Selma won the Women Distinction of the Year Award last night with the YWCA for Entrepreneurial Community Service. I heard a bit about that from her and her sister. I saw them on Tuesday night. Congratulations, Selma, if you're in the studio. Thank you so much, Arlene. She's in the studio, and um, Selma uh, will be uh, sticking around in the second uh, part of the show. We're going to segue a bit because of the work with the Circle of Canadians and the a, uh, the undergoing um, exploratory committee on Jewish-Muslim dialogue for the next generation, and we may get into that with uh, Arlene before the first half is so. out. Oh, let's try. And, um, and then Selma's also with the Cross-Cultural Roundtable on Security under the President Minister Stockwell Day. Uh, let me, if I could, introduce Arlene to our listeners something about your background. You've got a fascinating uh, broad sweep in the background. I could take the whole half of this show to talk about your background, but let me just take a couple of minutes so we can get a context. And our focus will be on on children for the first half, which we work for the next generation. Um, her biography is, uh, is uh, quite varied. Um, she's uh, author of Everyone's Favorites, um, 
uh, Canadians talk about books that changed their lives. Uh, she's been a journalist. I just I saw something you wrote about your trip to Vietnam not long ago. It's That's a reading. Right. I yeah. feel like when I read it, I was there with you. So it's beautifully written. Freelance reporter. She's been a keynote speaker. Uh, she's involved with new literacy go, uh, to change the world. Uh, combating Islamophobia and anti-Semitism in Canada. Um, that's something that sort of segues what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, never a number of adaptations to many things, a coordinating judge uh, for Courage to Come Back Awards. Um, it goes on and on with all the different um, efforts you've done. You're with a group called Love, Leave Out Violence. That's L-O-V-E. Um, it's, that's a wonderful th- thing that we'd like to talk about in terms of the middle years part, mm-hmm. which is what you're really focusing in on. I have pages and pages of things. I just want to... Well, you know, it's feel, I feel like I'm a kid myself growing up. I spend a lot of time at, uh, starting, well, obviously, writing children's reviews of children's books, you know, so that got me in, in the world of children. And then I got involved at the United Way here in Toronto, um, uh, sort of the, being chair of the, the umbrella of organizations, Success by Six, all about the early years. And we know from the, well, we've known for years from the anecdotal evidence of mothers and nurses and child care workers how important the early years are. But now there's lots of scientific and medical evidence as well, right? So the early years have gotten a lot of attention, as they well should, because that's the important time to give kids a good beginning and a, and a nurturing and, and stimulating start for getting into school. And don't get me started on the uh, child care policy that got uh, destroyed by this uh, current government. But we can talk about that another time. Oh, I think we could probably have many shows. I just want but, to... Uh... But what I was also going to say is I'm also now getting newly interested in this middle years, because I think that's a neglected group of children as well. It's the kids sort of from 6 to 12, you know, that where they're learning to make choices on their own, where their character is being developed, where their resilience is, is, is emerging and how they respond to peer pressure or to mistakes or failures or pressure from family and friends. This is an important number group of years, and uh, I, I just sort of uh, I've turned a bit of my attention, uh, you know, the spotlight on that for a while now, because I think it's so important. Well, if I could, Arlene, uh, uh, put a focus to this segment, because I know that you've got lots happening today, and we really appreciate your taking the time. I just want to sort of wrap up a little bit of this introduction by the the proper reference I saw on another website with uh, Call Me Bob, that Bob (coughs) is married to Arlene Pearlie Ray. That's the right way to say it. And you also have three daughters yourself, so you know all about children. Well, we do, though. Our children have emerged into their early 20s now, so they're uh, they're. quite launched and doing wonderful things. And I saw you also were involved with the Harborfront Reading Series uh, and so on. Maybe mm-hmm. in terms of focus, uh, one of the themes which I'd like you to elaborate on in this first half is the question of, of literacy. Now, as you know, I think I've put you in touch with uh, Julie Spence from the Canadian Spelling Bee. Yes, thank you for that connection. I love spelling bees. I go to every movie. I went to a play in New York wow. about a spelling bee. And I think it's a really great, fun way to increase literacy and get kids to love words. So I'm uh, very excited about that connection. Oh, that's great. Uh, we're we're going to be going to Toronto next uh, weekend from um, the people from the Montessori Canadian School here, Sherry and Lester, with my wife, Yumna. We're going to go to their championship in well, Toronto. Well, maybe so. I'll get to meet you in person. I, I don't know if I can go or not yet. I have to check. There's a possible... My husband, I think, is going to be in British Columbia, so I have to see if I'm on that trip or if I'm going to be here or somewhere else. You know, we're in the middle of this uh, campaign. So I'll see if, if there's any chance that I can be there for the B. I'll come. I hope you can be T-H-E-R-E there in Toronto. <laughs> so maybe you. Can, you want to pick up on the literacy. Uh, can you put this contact? I'll give you the time you need to to create the theme of literacy for children in the next generation, which seems to underline your philosophy of your it overall does. approach. It does, Ernie. I believe that literacy, numeracy, understanding is the way to help 
children develop uh, into fully actualized human beings. Because if you can read, people can't fool you. If you can understand and make, you know, take take a look at something uh, material for yourself, you can compare material. You can make judgments. You can explore the world. And you can also have a whole lot of fun. I mean, children too young to cross the street by themselves can be on a boat on the high seas in a great adventure just by opening the pages of a book, right? So it's a wonderful way for children to de- develop, to have fun, to learn about the world around them, to grow uh, internally and, and psychologically, because kids in books, and I don't, I mean both the, the, the picture books, which are delightful and, and a good introduction, but also the young adult books as kids get a little older, do explore some of the problems and challenges around the world. So, so children can sort of, with a little bit of perspective, you know, it's not happening to them necessarily, but they're emotionally involved in a book can understand and, and can make judgments and, and develop. And I think that's an exciting and thrilling and uh, wonderful thing. For instance, the first really independent piece of paper or, or card that a child gets, you know, is their library card. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really big moment. This is a public institution. You can take that and you can borrow books and bring them into your own house and read them. It's, a, it's fantastic. It's a, it's, a, it's, a mark, uh, it's a momentous occasion. And I so I, I really believe that both for Canadian kids and frankly, around the world, that literacy is uh, is the ticket to uh, to a whole lot of freedom and, and judgment. That, that I just think it can change the world in the most positive way. You had to impress that upon my uh, my son. Uh, he thought the first card he should get is his visa card. But well, that's yeah. another question. <laughs> <laughs> Arlene, um, as I look at the uh, number of things that you've got caring for others program, my my daughter, who's now twenty six, said a long time ago that she thought that there were two types of people: people that care and people that don't care. You obviously not only care, you do something about it. This Caring for Others program, the Leave Out um, Violence program, Mm -hmm. um, all these practical things that you do, it makes me think of my work with the Mohawk community in Akwesasne and the native teaching of the next generations. Could you comment in terms of the practical application of what you're doing? And this is really a global family and the children from different cultures and backgrounds using this process you're talking about to understand each other more. Isn't that going to be a key? It's about kids, you know, when kids get dissed in the schoolyards, kids know they can go and tell a teacher and go and tell their parent or they can step aside and think about it and not respond. But the reality is kids are are also human beings with emotions and as often as not they want to look cool, they have to show off to their friends that they're not intimidated. We have to really imbue it much more deeply. It takes a while to help kids realize that uh, uh, violence should not be met with violence. You know, that program started because a, a person intervened on the street in Montreal in a dispute among young people, and, and in, uh, a man accidentally got uh, got killed. It was a terrible thing, and the widow of, uh, of the man that it happened to formed this, uh, this Leave Out Violence just to try to help young people um, learn to respond in healthier ways when they are challenged. Uh, it's it's a wonderful program, and and you know there are others like it. There, my daughter uh, Eleanor is involved in conflict resolution. She does uh, volunteers in a program called Peace by Peace, which goes into schools and helps kids resolve disputes uh, in a civilized way, rather than by uh, punching each other or or whatever. And you know, as we as kids develop into their teens, that kind of touchiness uh, can can develop into something a lot more dangerous. And and we've got to be careful to 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 get an educated and uh, emotionally self-confident group of young people who will not respond in the first 
and most uh, dangerous way when something happens to them. Can I pick up on your reference to your daughter, Eleanor, you said? Because mm-hmm. we've done a lot of uh, shows here, and Selma and Gary knows that a lot of people here on Conflict Resolution, the youth and children. And one of the things which I want to connect to your work with Stratford Festival, and the, mm-hmm. maybe you might want to talk about the GMAC program on Right to Read program, which sounds really, really good, about using literature, using arts and music and theater for education and not just entertainment. It sounds like there's some connections there that um, need to be explored a little bit more. Can you try to tie in some of those pieces of what you're doing and how you think oh, that Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, music is, of course, the universal language. You know about the Learning Through the Arts program that through the Royal Conservatory of Music, which my husband is more involved in even than I am, but it's, it, it says exactly that, 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 you know, we have to find in each kid something that they're good at, something that they're talented with, especially kids who are troubled. I mean, you know, kids who are doing fine, God bless them, give them the tools and let them go, give them the opportunity. But kids who have challenges, whether from poverty or from mental challenges or their family situation or whatever, um, that's the kids you have to try and find something they're good at. And often as not, it's arts, music, theater, or sports. Those are the areas in which they excel, and and to give those children the ability to express themselves through art or through music or theater or sports, and I add that to the group as well, though it's a little different, you know, that gives them, you know, like, I don't know how to say it, kids have only so many circles in their life, and if things are tough at home and they're tough at school, the two biggest circles, they can get pretty upset, they can get depressed, they can react in different ways. But if there are more circles, if they're involved either in their community or volunteering or the, their religion or through all sorts of other things, and that's where arts and music, theater and sports come in, then there, there can be areas that even when things are pretty bad in, in a couple of the main areas of their lives, there can be another place where they can really feel good. Well, you know, when you mention sports, it makes me think again what the Aboriginal People, yes. I've worked with, taught to me about sports is not just a physical exercise, it's a spiritual healing exercise. Is and, that right? That, and, I think that's fantastic. I had not heard that. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And then, yeah. of course, as we, you know, lacrosse is the second national sport in Canada now. And I'm just wondering, when you tie all this together, I noticed, I know you didn't mention it, but the Royal Conservatory of Music, April 22nd this year, you were one of the recipients of the uh, uh, Learning Through the uh, Arts program. Congratulations to you for that. Uh, It sounds like a great conference they had teaching, learning, and inspiring. Can you talk about that curriculum? Yeah, it was well, I don't know the details in front of me, but it's in many schools across the country. Um, English schools, French schools, I hope it's in Aboriginal schools as well. I'd like to to know that. They're they're trying to encourage the teaching of other subjects using music and art as as a tool to connect these things together so that it's not um, because, you know, a lot of schools have cut back their arts programs, and it's really a yes. tragedy. And uh, we're trying to in- infuse more of the arts back into the schools. Well, it's all about ideas, and uh, it, everything starts with idea and how we think. Now, there's something called Ideas that's published by the Faculty of Arts and mm-hmm. Science University in Toronto, and I think you're on the advisory committee. I am. Committee that. I am. You... It's a new magazine. In fact, I thought of the title. The Ideas is and. S, like for arts and science. Oh, yes, I see that now. Yes, yes. Yeah, That's and it's, very a, it's a wonderful magazine to look into. It's a quite an intellectual magazine, but it goes into depth in, uh, and also has an arts uh, side of it, too, showing off some of the wonderful, talented people at the university and uh, their uh, 
they're right in the magazine. We have a number of features. It's uh, each one has a different theme, so it's um, it's pretty pretty exciting magazine. Yeah, ideas. You have an ampersand. I thought Judy Spence is listening. I was a judge at the spelling bee. I think it's A M P E R S A N D, but it's very creative and correct. What you, what, what you do is very creative, and you know we. Um, we have a little, feel a little bit more time on this first segment. If we can expand it a bit, Julie, can you stay on the phone for another few minutes? I know you got Arlene. something coming, Arlene. Yes, Julie's your friend from the Spelling Bee. We should oh, get yes. her on. We should get her on too. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we are going to have her on next Thursday with uh, Renette Suzuni and um, and Sherry and her daughter Sabina from the Montessori School getting ready for that weekend. So you know, my husband is a famous speller. He used to be involved in Spelling Bees back when he was in public school. We should have a, con- a candidate's contest that's a Spelling Bee, and I bet you he'd win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about a candidate's conference. You know, Summer arranged a, um, a wonderful event uh, with other people for the uh, leadership candidate earlier this week, and we'll get back into that. But her, her, her thesis is really not so much, I think, if I, I don't want to speak for her, but not so much the party, but the constituents that we serve. Yes. And, and, um, and in terms of the constituency, maybe as we wrap up this first segment, and we're going to pick up on that with Selma in the second segment, is I noticed that you're involved with the uh, Canadian Association of Muslim and Jews. And here in Ottawa, with yes. the Circle of Canadians, with Selma and Nassima Siddiqui, um, Rabbi Fine, uh, Imam Solomon, and other members of the Jewish and Muslim yes. community, we're working on a dialogue for the next generation, building up from what the Circle done with Selma's idea months ago with the City of Ottawa. Could you just mention about that program about Jews, Muslims urging the fight against well, intolerance. Well, you know, it's, it, this is, uh, it's important, first of all, that we know that, that Canada is the most diverse and pluralistic and, and wonderful country in the world, and that everyone who comes to Canada um, brings a past with them, but also is part of our great Canadian diversity. So I, I believe that it's very important that we celebrate it, that we share with each other, that we have frank dialogue about views, that we resolve and not bring our angers and our issues from other countries and other things to Canada, but in fact use the, 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 the rule of law, the rule of civil discussion, the forum and debates, the universities, the places where people can discuss uh, in a good way among themselves and, and really resolve those things. So I, I, I do believe it's very important, uh, particularly for Jews and Muslims and Christians to get along. I believe it's important that we recognize uh, that we believe in really the same things, that we all want a happy and healthy uh, and full lives for our children and for, for people that we love in other countries as well. Um, I, I spoke to that group, the, the Council of, uh, of Muslims and Jews, um, on combating Islamophobia and anti-Semitism in Canada. Uh, so did Rahil Raza. We spoke together. We said the same things, really. And that's what is so exciting about it, because... Um, that, that's the message that Canada can take to the world. Like, hey, we have, we're, we're different in some ways, but we're, we get along here in this country, in this wonderful country, and we also can sort of help other people who might not be getting along so well in their lands um, to learn how to um, have a civilized discussion and, and find our strengths and find our things in common together. Um, I think it's important work. I give them full credit. I give Salma full credit because she spends time working on this very thing, and, and all the others who spend good uh, volunteer and, and work effort on bringing our communities together. 
Well, thank you for uh, talking about the common ground. And we're going to give the last word on this segment to Selma, which is appropriate. You talked about a frank dialogue. I can't be frank because I'm earnest. But Arlene, <laughs> Pearly, Ray, it's great you took time. Thanks to Selma for connecting with us. Uh, and Selma, maybe if you'd like to say something on this segment that could help tie us together, because thanks to you, we're together here today. And hopefully, Arlene, you can come back and join us in a future show. I'd be delighted. Well, thanks, Ernie. What I heard from Arlene, and if Arlene can um, uh, clarify that, uh, is very dear to me. And the message that she's talking about, Frank Dialogue, is the uh, Canadian first. We have to get along in this country. We have chosen this country as our country. And yes, Canada, as the peacemaker, can take this message abroad. But the agendas from overseas are secondary. We, as Canadians come first. I agree totally. You see? That's good. You say it much more simply than I could have. Well, I think you articulated very well, and I I must say that um, the questions that I asked you, or uh, a question that I uh, asked you day before yesterday, what about yourself? You've given me the answer now, and uh, I won't ask you that question again, and you've given this answer to everybody, what you're all about, and, you know, we need women like you, and and this is great to... uh, have um, people who are working and and, and, uh, passionate uh, about our future generation. Thank you. And thanks to uh, Catherine uh, from your office to help us facilitate getting you on today. uh, Catherine's a volunteer and a a wonderful help in this uh, leadership campaign. She's been great. Thank you. Arlene Ray, thank you so much for spending the time with us on Chin Radio in Ottawa. And if uh, you're ever uh, in the capital in the not-too-distant future, if you get an opportunity, uh, come on by. The coffee's always on. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. 12.25. This is our cross-cultural talk program, Ernie Tennis, my co-host each and every Thursday. And uh, we've just spent some time with uh, Arlene Pearly Ray, uh, spouse of Mr. Bob Ray. And we've all heard his name in the past, and we'll be hearing a lot more about him in the future, I'm sure. Uh, Salma Siddiqui is uh, going to hang in with us, and we have uh, a lot to talk about with Selma, who uh, just last night uh, was awarded uh, uh, Women of Distinction Award. And uh, she's got uh, some other things to tell us about as well, and we're going to chat with Selma and Ernie after we take this break on Chin and Ottawa 97.9. Travel with Chin Radio to exotic destinations with a first stop in Somalia. You will enjoy the sweet sounds of South Asia and Persia is paradise. Chin Radio 97.9 FM and ChinRadio.com. We bring you the world. River Rock Resort ITM Model Look North America 2006 is looking for the next top runway model. We're looking for ladies aged 16 to 25 who want to be a part of the international fashion industry. Three winners will be sent to compete in the most prestigious and largest model search in China, home of the world's largest textile and garment industry. Apply now at www.itmmodel.com. That's itmmodel.com. Or call us at 604-263-1320 for more information. Child abuse is happening with the click of a mouse. Right now, someone is downloading child pornography off the internet. Child pornography is child abuse. You can help stop these crimes against children. Take action and report it. Go to www.cybertip.ca. Help protect an innocent child. Stop it. Report it at www.cybertip.ca. 
www.barrickpoliticians.ca. 236-0939 is the number to call for Barrick Polson. Real estate matters, both commercial and residential, are part and parcel of the services Barrick Polson can offer you. Their multifaceted bilingual staff offers professional, personalized service. No matter what the need may be, call 236-0939. Litigation, mediation, family law, tax law, licensing and technology, and so much more. Barrick Polson, a multi-religious, multilingual law firm ready to serve and just a phone call away. 236-0939. We're celebrating our differences on CHIN. And we're back. We're back with Ernie Tannis, Selma Siddiqui on uh, Chin Radio uh, 97.9. I almost forgot where I was. Uh, Selma with uh, Uniglobe CBO Travel. Actually, uh, neighbors of ours just down the street over in Dalhousie, sure. right? You yeah. can come for coffee anytime. Yeah. Coffee's always ready. There, the coffee's always over there, too. How can people reach CBO Travel? What's the number there? Uh, 613-789-7800. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to use that uh, prefix now. Uh, you have to use the 613 in dialing Ottawa That's numbers, true. right? Yes. Wow. Because there's so many phone numbers now that we just have to do it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, the number that we have here at Chin Radio is a wonderful number. It's a number you started by initiating this ADR, and I want to make take a minute now to personally thank Selma Siddiqui from the bottom of my heart for her support, not only for this program, but for all the things that she does in the community, and also uh, trusting this program, bringing people on like Arlene, sticking around, talking about it, and seeing the value of this ADR program for our community. Thank you very much, Selma, for that. I, uh, I'm always grateful for that. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity, and thank you both, Mike. Uh, Michael and uh, Ernie. Congratulations yeah, on your. Sorry. That's okay. Congratulations on your award last night. Tell us a little bit about. How did you this. feel when you heard your yeah. name called? <laughs> well, uh, wow. Well, uh, first of <laughs> all, um, I really wasn't ready for that. Uh, I believe everybody had their speeches ready. I just went there. I didn't <laughs> even uh, get uh, get the, an opportunity to thank my nominee nominator was June Gervin, and I think if you would allow me, I'll take this opportunity Please. to thank her. I mean, she basically came to me and asked me that she would like to nominate me as a, for the volunteer award. And I said, no, because I believe that the... Um, I don't like to call it immigrants, but the uh, relative newcomers, and I'm not a newcomer, but uh, they are stuck on the volunteer awards. And I'm, I don't do the work for uh, getting volunteer awards. But uh, if I've done something, then, you know, like uh, the entrepreneur business uh, giver was something that was close to my heart. And I thought, take a challenge. I was in the company of some powerhouse women. And uh, quite honestly, when I looked at their CVs, I said, Hey, Salma, you're not going to get it. Uh, I actually almost did not make it last night. I w- was going to go to another uh, meeting, uh, which um, and I, but I thought, no, there were a few people coming there to support me, and I had to be there. So when they asked uh, nom- call my name, I think the room sort of spun, and I went there, and I uh, humbled. That's all I well, can how, say. How long have you been here? In, in Canada. 38 years. Wow. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, like when you came over here as a young lady 38 years ago... I was not even a teenager then. Okay, so a very young lady. She's still a young lady. <laughs> well, of course. That goes without saying. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, did you ever, in your wildest dream, ever imagine, here I'm coming to a completely foreign country, 
you had to be obviously you were scared i know i would be scared going to a strange country as a young as as, as a young person initially uh i'm coming to canada this this country that i've heard so much about and you've established yourself in the community in many many ways but did you ever imagine you'd be where you are today when you came here 38 years ago what did you what were you thinking of back then what did you want to accomplish when you came to canada when, when i came to, uh, to canada i was in uh I think grade uh, six. Yeah. And uh, all I imagined was Archie comic books. No kidding. And uh, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, always dreamt of hot dogs, yeah. hamburgers from the... <laughs> and um, no, I did not picture Canada to be the way it is. And I must say that I took a little bit of a leave from the community work and... Uh, I started with a little bit of a bang after September 11th, but more because somebody came up with an idea that uh, Ernie Tannis should be running for a political office. Right. And I ran, and Ernie is now... I didn't run for a political office, but I ran into everything. Right. And you call me ADD, <laughs> and that is so true. <laughs> and um, here is where I am in the fact... Uh, the fact is that I'm quite honored uh, and I think it's just a lucky break that people uh, you know have given me this uh, honor and uh, it's just a lucky break that's just all. to qualify the ADD connotation it was uh, a demanding dame and when, if somebody else says she's going to get something done she gets it done right well, very determined yeah. and of course her, she comes from a beautiful family I, I first met her father Osman Siddiqui years ago and then she has Azra and, and Asima and her beautiful mother. And, of course, she has a new sister, my wife, Yumna, who, mm -hmm. on her Very behalf, true. may Very I true. say, on behalf of Yumna and everyone, uh, again, congratulations. I'm sure she wanted well, to do that. We were all watching the TV last night saying, oh, I wonder how Selma did. And, well, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, yes, I wasn't on television, which is quite all right. I think I'm in a, uh, I got what I wanted. So good for you. you so good much. for you. And good for June Gervin for nominating you, too, Absolutely. by the way. June uh, really believed in it, and I... I've tell you that uh, um, if it wasn't for June, uh, there was no way I was even going to go oh, for it. In fact, me. I had told Donna Sullivan, who is uh, also I'd like to thank the Y and their organizing committee, which I had re uh, neglected to do so last night. Uh, Donna came up to me and said she was kind of uh, unsure that, you know, that if I would even be there because I was uh, so humble when I was go had gone for my um, photographs and I s was saying, well, look, I really don't think I should be there. But in any case, uh, thank you very much, the Y and, and their organizing committee for doing such a wonderful job, especially in the time when there was some difficulty with the Congress Center. They pulled up a very beautiful event and also, my team and the Cross-Culture Roundtable on security, uh, this is an official notice to you guys that, yes, I did win it. You were always asking me, but here it is, and uh, I did win that, and I think uh, it goes to all of you. Thank you. Good. Well, this is the one thing about you know Selma, which I really like when that happens to someone. She receives it as like a trustee for all those who were nominated, all those that do work in the community who may not even be known. So she does act like a trustee, and she... She performs that kind of leadership, and she has been involved with the leadership campaign for the Liberals, but I thought maybe I'd just leave it to her to talk about her role there and her uh, objective and in, in, in her contribution to the democratic process in Canada. Well, this is a, a great opportunity, Ernie and uh, Gary, and um, uh, I really appreciate you giving me this um, to clarify where I stand. 
yes, I am uh, very passionate uh, with the liberal leadership. Uh, I'm looking at all the leaders. Um, and I'd like to clarify that um, uh, w- I, what I saw in Arlene Ray was uh, um, as uh, from a woman's perspective. And that's why I think that uh, I recommended that she comes on because uh, she's like she can uh, then reach out and women should understand that that there are women working uh, like Arlene Pearly Ray. Uh, having said that, this is to uh, make it quite clear that it's not favoritism uh, over one candidate or the other. Uh, my cause uh, in, in this um, particular uh, leadership race, uh, I worked a little bit in the past leadership uh, and the role that I played there was a role, as I call it, of a courier. Getting the votes and delivering it to the leadership. I'm not ready to do it this time. I want uh, the so-called new uh, um, uh, Canadians, and I'm not one, but in any case, uh, to be playing a, a strategic role, a role of advisors that comes up with uh, uh, like an all-round role where we will also deliver votes but we should be in uh, on in the upper echelon which has been neglected from the municipal level to the federal level and being in the liberal party i think that uh, this is a message that i want out that we have to be included other pigmentation into every aspect of decision making and that is where i'm i'm hope that uh, the new leader will uh, have this message and this is for the future generation Salma, do you think um, overall that canadians care enough about politics or do as you look at the turnout on election days whether it's municipal provincial or federal and there doesn't seem to be a great deal of it's not sexy enough, it seems to me. People just, oh, another election. Should I? I don't know. I'm going to bother voting. And I know I know people personally. I'm disgusted with them. And Are you voting? Nah, I'm not. Nah. Why not? I don't know. I just don't care. And yet, nine times out of ten, they're the ones that whine and complain the most, and they did not cast their ballot, right? How can we make election day, how can we get more people involved in election day? It is very unfortunate uh, that uh, Canada, as a democratic country, and people who live in, uh, like who, Canadians, uh, take this for granted. Yeah. And uh, they like I hear a lot of whining. Uh, the the fact that the political uh, politicians have uh, sort of lost uh, uh, the respect, if you want to put it. I would like people to go and see how hard the politicians work. All we hear, and sorry, Gary, but the media uh, coming up with the negative uh, news. Mm-hmm. All we hear about politicians is oh, uh, this scandal and that scandal. And it could be any party. I mean, scandals have been there with the former um, uh, administration under the conservative government, with the liberals. They are still going through it. The fact is that people have to see beyond and and see the work that these politicians put in. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, from any party on a municipal level, provincial level, federal level, their families, how much time they sacrifice. And I think it's a citizen's responsibility. If they don't like something, make it better. Because you can make a change as a, as a voter, right? And this is exactly where I'm going, is I'm trying to make a change. And this, I'm doing it 
on the leadership to say take us seriously mm-hmm. i am not there just to get you delegates i'm there for you to consult with me to see how you can reach out to see what policies you can bring to see what changes could be there to see where why the liberals lost okay i am a liberal and known to be a liberal i'm proud to be a liberal but i'm not here uh advocating for the liberal party i'm advocating for the political uh, institution and, and the process that mm-hmm. is there and we need to accept it <clears throat> we live in a great country and people have to look beyond their uh, means uh, their 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 uh, just what they want you know i think it's it's the, we have lost the uh, word responsibility it's always the right we are looking for mm-hmm. how do the how do the basically politicians just have to be get in touch with the grass get down to the grassroots and find out what the people want right well I- in that way i think that uh, uh, the politicians have lost that touch mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. because anytime they go out uh, to grass uh, roots the people say oh they are looking for something this uh, basic mistrust has to be mm-hmm. uh, there should be a threshold we should yeah. move the other way it's has to be there has to be a balance and uh, the um, citizens have to say well look you know these guys are doing something for us we need to talk to them politicians have to be ready to talk to them also people have to understand the politicians are working like yesterday and in, in the house there was a vote on uh, a very important vote mm-hmm. I needed to get in touch with someone very important for me Mm-hmm. The fact is, was he available? No. Do I get angry? No, because I have to understand he is doing something for what he's elected for. That's right. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. Yeah. And for him to call me at 11 and say, "Sorry, I couldn't do it at that time." I respect that. That the person has taken the time and trust me, most of them will do that. Mm-hmm. It's not just about getting votes. They are also trying to it's a job for them. You know, and they we cannot always expect that they are going to be available and ready for uh, with a coffee uh, for us you know and and uh, i think that it, uh, it's totally misunderstood and people have to give them a chance and 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 work uh, it's a great institution and we will once if we lose it then we are going to regret it well, gary selmas right we really should do a show on what the, the politicians do generally and uh, There was one country where the turnout was 90%. I thought, that's great. What can we learn? Well, they passed legislation requiring you to go and vote. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, yes. That was, that's a different kettle of fish. Vote or else, you, right? Well, you talk, Gary, about grassroots and uh, summer race citizenship. Maybe we could uh, use that to, because uh, we want a couple of things we want to finish in this segment. One is uh, the work of the Circle of Canadians uh, in terms of citizenship in Canada as a starting point for our discussion. And maybe from that discussion of the Circle Canadians a non-profit organization at circlecanadians.ca who can talk about um this um Jewish Muslim uh, dialogue for the next generation that's in an exploratory stage it's been going on for a few months the uh, both the Ottawa mosque and the synagogue in the West End are gonna, their boards are going to be looking at that in the next few weeks to see if they're both proceeding in principle there's no commitment yet except to explore it, but it's really a growing dialogue i'm wondering some if i can we can just give you a few minutes to talk about the circle the 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 thinking in in this program and how it fits in it ties back to Arlene too well um i think that i'd like to recognize uh, your role in this and um also the cross culture round table on security and um like we are continuously looking for ways in which 
um, Canadians can dialogue. I mean, at this time, it's faith-based uh, for what we are doing. And it came out of, the, of our um, uh, event that we did on November 7th, as Ernie, you were the facilitator, moderator for that. And that event has uh, been really acknowledged very well by um, across Canada. And uh, again, you um, basically did this, um, uh, you've extended this uh, program to the local level, and I think you're the best person to talk about it. But I think we need this dialogue and we need continuation uh, if we want a future for our uh, younger generation. Well, if we provide the facilitation, I'm honored to be a facilitator, but you know, at that event at City Hall on extremism uh, in Islam with the young people and different leaders on the panel, it was some Jewish people in the group, Paula Golnick, Judy yep. Ross, Arnie Goldberg, who actually thought, you know, what a great you know, thing to try to put into the community. So going back to what you said, Gary, it's really, it's grassroots, it's community-based, and it just needs some facilitation and, you know, support from all levels of society, mm -hmm. which is where Ambassador McDonald, whom you know well, comes in with his multi-track diplomacy. Um, and the, the, you mentioned the roundtable, maybe before we finish the second segment, can you talk a little bit more about the roundtable for our listeners who might not know about it and wh where it is that now? It's under another administration. What kind of role it's going to play in the future and what kind of activities it's up to now? And um, Well, um, I, I, yes, it is under the new government and I believe that it's been taken very well. I do not speak for... Um, uh, I don't know what the uh, present government is going to do, but... For whatever I know as a member, it's still a go ahead. And uh, we met with um, Minister uh, Day uh, in our last meeting, uh, the roundtable. And uh, he was very, um, very positive about the whole issue of the roundtable. And uh, the roundtable, like, I mean, it really is a Canadian institution, okay? It's, this is where the world recognizes Canada as a leader in peacemaking. This is the first, um, as far as I know, my lim limited knowledge, the first uh, such um, structure, uh, the Secretariat and the Cross-Culture Roundtable that the, the uh, Liberal government uh, introduced. Um, I believe the U.S. is looking at it. And uh, also there is some interest from Br uh, Britain because this is a global issue. Mm -hmm. But for what I uh, uh, take pride in, is is it's a Canadian initiative, and Canada is uh, taking its lead role as a peacemaker, peace builder, and this is really peacemaker, peace builder, and being aware of what the security issues are and how communities can dialogue and how co what roles community can play in any kind of emergency. It may be a, you know a health emergency or a terrorist uh, attack. Uh, we don't know who, what can happen. Uh, I mean, if anyone knew what would happen the next minute, I think we'd all be millionaires, you know. So th this this uh, roundtable is very uh, um, important, and I think that uh, the present government uh, is is uh, uh, quite um, has shown uh, uh, quite a uh, basically. Uh, uh, they blessed it as, as far as I'm concerned what happens next time and next year I have no idea uh, I'm privileged and honored to have been there and by the time I leave whether it would be you know this uh, because it's a one-year um, mandate and our one year is over in March last mm -hmm. March mm -hmm. uh, I guess we are now into the next March but without 
as they say month to month lease you know mm-hmm. because i don't know whether i will be on uh, uh, uh the minister will choose me or not uh but before i leave i want to s- set my mark uh deliver what my nominator in that who's honorable murrel balanger uh, nominated me for and hopefully leave so- something for other members coming in to see i'm privileged to have the mayor and diane deans who's the uh in charge of the security um uh, profile uh, file in ottawa also playing a role in 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 where the ottawa community will come in and uh so that kind of work is going on i'm sure that's an important role because uh, this is the nation's capital so obviously if anything were to happen we'd we'd be a target for sure well stockwell can make our day by reappointing <laughs> sama siddiqui and, and uh, you know i did not lobby for that uh, no, no, at all you know it comes from me naturally well be Before we go any further to help make and pay for this day, <laughs> we'll take a small break and we'll be back with more on Chin 97.9. Join Chin Radio weekdays from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. for a musical journey across the globe, starting with some Caribbean exposure. From 7 to noon, we head to the Mediterranean for a taste of Italy. At one o'clock, it's off to the Middle East. And at five, we arrive at our final stop in China. News, weather, and the world's best music. Right here on Chin Radio 97.9. Some of the most law-abiding people are unknowingly breaking the law every day. Not for robbery or speeding or assault, but simply because they don't have working smoke alarms in their homes. The law requires you to have one on every story and outside all sleeping areas. If you don't, you could receive a ticket for $235 or a fine of up to $25,000. And that's a very alarming thought. So make sure you have working smoke alarms in your home. A message from the Fire Marshal of Ontario. Barry Polson, Ottawa's full-service law firm, is just a phone call away at 236-0939. Real estate, wills, family matters, mediation, litigation, whatever and whenever the need arises, you can count on Barry Polson for professional and personal attention. Barry Polson, referred by many, chosen by many, and just a phone call away, 236-0939. Barry Polson is Ottawa's full-service multilingual law firm law firm call them today 2360939 espanol punjabi tagalog libnene italiano we speak your language on ottawa's multicultural voice chin radio 97.9 fm and we're back to our uh, cross cultural talk program on chin uh, it's coming up to 1251 We're nine minutes away from the one o'clock report. Arabic program coming up uh, following the news with Paula Lillian and DJ Nick. And we are heading into uh, uh, the Victoria Day holiday weekend. Uh, Ernie Tannis, my co-host, Salma Siddiqui with us from uh, uh, Uniglobe CBO Travel. And I do want to mention tomorrow on the program, and you know, we're talking about getting involved in the community. Uh, we have uh, some youngsters who are... Uh, uh, 
the creative geniuses behind uh, some commercials that we are running in the Arabic, uh, Chinese, and Somali language programs here wow. on drugged driving. So we're going to have these kids on the program tomorrow and, and have a chat with them because these kids came up with the whole concept. They created the ads. They recorded them here. And, and it's nice to see young people Absolutely. caring about each other. You that's know, where the that's hope what, comes from. Man. Exactly. And, you know, you were talking earlier with our guest Arlene on the program about the kids, and the kids are our future, right? Absolutely. The future of this country. So it's great to see them uh, do stuff. Well, that famous Greek story about Pandora's <laughs> box and all the ills and evils go into the world, and a lot mm -hmm. of people forget the end of the story is the one thing left in the box is the antibiotic to all of that, which is hope, and hope is in the box, and it's in the next generation if we listen to them and if we nurture them. Yeah. And, you know, preparing for this show is always fun, and th but the show naturally evolves. Sometimes I forget we're on the radio, and I don't want to forget, the, I want to thank Christine Smith. She's my new paralegal. She's a Mohawk woman. She started at the office and helping me complete the research here but the basic research is really what's in our heart which is our vision and this show on alternative dispute resolution really really assures me that individuals can make a difference not just make a buck and you know finding that balance is it's all about good. people power right it's a p yeah and it's yeah. really this this program does that i'm wondering with with selma because what we'd like to do in our third segment is to sit back a bit and talk about a vision um all these themes you know create there's a vision here for who we are here in ottawa in canada canada's role in the world all the different cultures, ethnic groups, and as you say, pigmentation, which is interesting, that come here. And we have a rule of law here. We have a process here. And um, there is a report about some danger if we get too uh, lackadaisical that in another quarter century we could have, we need to do some conflict prevention. I'm wondering, Thelma, if I can, you know, if you want to sort of um, expound a bit about some of these larger themes about what you see about the roles of individuals, the different groups, Canada's role in the world, from all that you've learned and seen and what you hope for? Well, uh, first, I, if I would take a minute uh, about, there was an award yes, last night at the Y for the young community builders. Right. I, I'm not oh. exactly 100% uh, on the title, but there was a young lady who came and gave a passionate mm -hmm. uh, speech, and it was about getting involved in the political process. Right. And she was talking as a model. She was looking for mentors. Uh, how to get involved in the political process and she said because this is the candidate that they want to move forward and this is the candidate that they want to participate in and the opportunity is there and here I come for uh, you know what you just said about uh, conflict uh, resolution and all that uh, well I'm very open I'm very passionate about Canada and I'm very open and I believe that uh, what I see these days um, I was uh, at a, one of the uh, all candidates debate in the P.N. Carlton with my friend David Pratt and the questions that were being asked was not about the P.N. Carlton but what can David do about China <coughs> now if this is where we are going to go the third country agenda is taking over mm. and that is a very an extremely unnerving thing uh, my father came here to Canada, leaving his uh, his career at the prime of his life. From Pakistan. From Pakistan. Basically, sacrificing his his uh, career for us to give us a better... Uh, better life. Better life security. Yeah. And we have it. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have security in Pakistan. I love Pakistan. But on the other hand, I'm talking about Canada now. Mm -hmm. So we chose Canada. Canada did not force us to come here. 
And I see these issues. There are issues uh, where people say, well, their rights are being violated in Canada. These are not even Canadian citizens. These are, these are people who are here and they have a right to go back. But that is overtaking the third party agenda here. And every time you go, and you know, like I'm very open, you go to CSIS, like because of my work in the uh, Cross-Culture Roundtable, they're just being harassed about uh, issues which, you know, people have to understand the CSIS as an institution has a mandate to do certain things. I, as a Muslim, saying that is not taken very, uh, um, uh, you know, lightly by some of the Muslim community. And the fact is, we, as Muslim community, have to come out and say, where are we going and how can we work on, on things? Coming on the third party agenda, the Palestine-Israel uh, uh, issue. If we don't come to terms, and Ernie, you as a, uh, a, the um, a mediator, the conflict resolution person, the generations later are going to be <coughs> affected. Mm -hmm. And that is where my concern is. Yes, that's where the I guess the biggest fear lies is about the legacy mm -hmm. we leave uh, for the next generation, for our children and our grandchildren, and we have to learn ourselves from what we gained from the past. What is your hope lie then? If uh, I understand where the fear is, I think that's a common fear. Gary, you've mentioned that many mm -hmm. times before. Also, by the way, the media and lawyers are at least not at the bottom of the public mistrust heap. Eh? It's uh, <laughs> politicians now, so we lawyers are up to twenty-two percent, I think. Yeah. Just uh, just below car salesman, <laughs> and I and I did that for a living too for a few years, and and that was fun. By the way, I had a great time doing it. Where does the hope? I mean, where we always talk about that about hope. There, people, notwithstanding everything that's going on, it seems crazy or almost insane to have hope, but we all do have hope. You have to, you have to. I mean, uh, uh, I'd like you to define hope. I. I am a very positive person. You are. And you're an inspiration oh. as well, far as I'm I don't concerned. Know about that, yeah, yeah. But, and that's where I get, uh, you know, I've had a number of people say to me, how can you be so cheery? How come you're always looking on the bright side of things? And I think that's the way you have to be because there's so much going on around us that's, that's negative. Uh, and we have to overcome all that. You know, like, not every day is going to be a perfect day. You know, and you just have to learn how to surmount that. Well, Gary, I know for uh, for a fact that I, you know, uh, why you are always very positive because you knew you were going to become a grandpa. <laughs> That's part of it. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, our grandchild is leaving in a couple of hours to go uh -oh. back to Calgary, and we had a beautiful couple of days with her at home. And uh, I just, it's 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 just a, it's it's just a treat to see. Uh, the legacy, right? And, and that's your hope, and my hope is also that we at least achieve something. Yeah. And Canada's a beautiful country. Uh, those who have come here uh, have come here by choice, and they must take their uh, citizenship uh, with the responsibility. If my folks didn't come here from Lebanon, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be here today, that's Ernie. That's true. You know? And we wouldn't be doing this great radio show Absolutely. on <laughs> Radio. And Ernie, uh, I think you can play a major role because people do listen to you. And uh, 
this message has to keep on going uh, the fact is that like this this has to be hammered in like i mean we need to see that a we talk about inclusion and we have to get that mm-hmm. so it's not one side it's the whole aspect of society that we have to look for. I'm hearing some music in the background, so Nivaldo was telling us we have to leave the studio now. Nivaldo, oh. thank you. Salma, thank, thank you. you. Congratulations again. Thank Ernie, you. thank you. Thanks to uh, you, Gary, for carrying on our show, and I think some of you are the most uh, appeared guest now on uh, this <laughs> radio show, ADR, and thank you very much to our listeners for listening in. We'll see you, you next week at the same time on Chin Radio. This is CJLL, Ottawa's multicultural voice, Chin Radio, 90.9.